Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can start with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. Welcome to The Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Um, it's always a blessing just to be a part of All-Star Weekend. I mean, you kind of have to pick him first, right? I, you, you don't have to tell me now. It's fine. Who, I got to pick 80 first? They're not picking first. They're not picked him first last year. You definitely have to now. I don't know. I don't know if I like him like that. <laughs> Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. And I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got you covered from Thursday night's action in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Javon Edwards with Rob Lopez, figuring out how to sneak Eli Manning into the Hall of Fame. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Zion saved the ratings in the NBA. The Lakers cut down the nets and the Clippers might not like each other. But first, Trey, we've got 2020 NBA All-Star starters. They were announced on TNT Thursday night in the West from the media, from the players and from the fans voted in. Luka Doncic, James Harden, that's your backcourt. LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. It's an all-LA frontcourt from the West. Uh, Nikola Jokic and Damian Lillard finished fourth in their respective position groups. And then in the East, Trey Young and Kemba Walker are your two guards that will start. Giannis is the captain. Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and, uh, will join him in the front court for the East pool of players uh, as starters. LeBron is the captain. The other one... Um, so, Trey, any surprises here that Kemba maybe overtook Kyrie in the voting, that Jimmy Butler's listed as a forward and not a guard, that we're still doing positions? What did you take away from the starters? I felt like they got it right. I was shocked that uh, Kemba was in the starting lineup. But, I mean, I kind of wanted it that way. I just was looking at the votes, and I seen that Kyrie had more but the fact that he hasn't played barely this season, yeah. I thought it was only right that, you know, obviously Kemba should have been a starter. And I know a lot of people were upset about Trey Young, but, like, what the fans vote is what the fans vote. Right. Um, and, I, and I think he'll be fun for the game. Like, he's not a boring player, and I think he'll do a justice that'll kind of land him back in it next year if he continues to play the way he's playing. His numbers are there. His team's just not that good. Yeah, and I think he's good enough, right? Like, I don't even think it's a thing of like, oh, he's fun. Like, he's fun and he's good. Like, his team just sucks. Like, he, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know that some people hold that, you know, that lack of team success against players when it comes to all-star stuff. Personally, I think for all-star game, um, it should matter less. For the all-NBA awards, it should matter more. But when it comes to, to Trey Young, like, I don't, I don't really see a problem with it, especially, you know, the fans, fans voted him, the players Gave him high enough votes. The media gave him high enough votes. Like, I just don't see an issue with it. I'm a little surprised that Kemba overtook Kyrie just from the simple fact of, um, look, I know I know there are a lot of players that love Kemba, but it also seems like there are a lot of players that like and, like, respect Kyrie's game. Maybe not his, you know, maybe not the personality or whatever, but the game. And I, I kind of figured that might overtake him and give him the slight edge. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I think it, it, it went into a, a number of things. I didn't think that 
again, I knew Kimba would make it, but I didn't think it would work in his favor yeah. in, in, in a situation of as far as the votes going that way. Um, but he definitely deserved it. I mean, this Boston team was expected not to do as well as they're doing. And it's two different teams night and day when you swap those two out. Um, and like, again, and Kim has been playing exceptionally starter level, starter level basketball to be a, uh, a starter and a, uh, selection for the, um, Boston Celtics. All right. So a couple of notes here, uh, LeBron James leads all, uh, all players in fan votes with 6.2 million votes. Luka Doncic came in second at 6.1 million. Um, LeBron is named to his 16th all-star team breaking a tie with Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett for third most selections all time. He now trails just Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had 19, and Kobe Bryant, who had 18. Uh, but he only trails uh, Kareem in terms of games played in the All-Star game, because obviously Kobe was hurt for a couple of them. Uh, Kareem has uh, was played in 18 of them. First-time All-Stars uh, from the starters group. We have Luka, we have Trey, and we have Pascal Siakam, who is the first G League player to be named an All-Star starter. Trey, that's kind of a cool distinction. Like, obviously, three years ago, Pascal was thought of a lot differently than what he is now. He proved himself to be a, a breakout player last year. Now he proves himself to be an all-star starter-worthy guy, an MVP candidate-worthy guy, or at least all-NBA guy. Um, it's kind of a cool story and a nice nice little, uh, you know, carrot for the, for the G League there. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a joy to watch his journey and watch him develop, you know, uh, him getting to work in with Rico Hines in the summer and then also developing and going to win a ring with Kawhi Leonard. And now being the first option guy, he's, you know, continue to raise his play as an all star. And I think that, you know, he continues to grow from here on out. So, Trey, um, Bradley Beal was was talking to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, and he talked about how the fan vote is terrible. And then he walked it back a little bit saying, look, we understand that the fans uh, should vote. It's a game for the fans. But, uh, you know, not a lot of people will you know, know the game well enough or pay attention to all players. They just vote for their guys. Um, do you think he has something there or should it matter how the fans vote? Uh, well, I mean, you got to think about it. You go back in the day. Bad, bad records are bad records, but if you like who you like and guys, you know, play their hearts out and, 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 and give their fans what they want, they're going to put the votes in. I mean, we had Caruso finishing fourth in votes, <laughs> right. and but that's Laker Nation and they go crazy for their guys. It's not their fault, you know, if, you know, Devin Booker and the, the Suns fans don't make the push for them. You right. know what I mean? And I, I know it's not traditional like... um uh, Chris Bosch in 20, 2013, uh, not 2013, I think 2008 or something like that. He made a push for like uh, getting into All-Star and doing the cowboy dress up thing right. and, and campaigning. All over YouTube, guys right? Yeah, yeah guys, guys aren't that desperate to get in, but then they throw fits when they don't get in. Um, I just don't think, honestly... All All Star is that important. I think All NBA is more highlighted than that, and I think that should be more highlighted and 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 heralded even more than this All Star committee because you know what I mean like it's a joke. But then there's always going to be guys that are really good that don't make the top twenty or top twenty four. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, I do think um, I think it's on you to kind of one get more votes from the fans, and that's on the fan base to vote. And two, uh, you know. Suck up to the coaches a little bit. Make sure you get get named an all-star reserve at least. 
All right, big game from tonight. Lakers were in Brooklyn. They beat the Nets 128-113. to uh, LeBron just a, a surgeon in this, this one. He was he was incredible. Another triple-double for him. 27 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He was 11-19 from the floor, 3-6 from deep, and a little showdown with his former teammate Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie not quite as good as, as LeBron this one. 20 points on 7-17 of 17 shooting. Um, the Lakers really turned the Nets uh, into a jump-shooting team, which worked for a, for a lot of that game. They hit... Uh, 21 three-pointers. Uh, it was the second time the Nets have hit 23 pointers or more in a game this year, and they've actually lost both of them. So maybe don't hit so many three pointers. Uh, but they actually turned Spencer Dinwiddie from a scorer into into a playmaker. He had just seven points on nine shots. He was one of six from deep, but he had 13 assists and just one turnover. Uh, but the Lakers, they're just too big, they're too strong for the Nets, and uh, and they were too good tonight, Trey. Yeah, I mean, I really, really, really love what the Lakers have been doing against guys that are you know aggressive drivers or like even just scores in general. Like they're doing the the handoff defense where, you know, they start off with whoever's guarding and then they pass off to LeBron and it's just pushing guys back, you know, what I mean, away from the basket to make yeah. plays and get the ball off their hand. And obviously the last time they played, I think I I think they really highlighted against James Harden and kept him off the ball and made him really struggle. And they did that tonight. And you know what I mean? Like it took, it took Brooklyn out of the game. And like you said, they were hot from the outside and they got things going and, you know, LeBron being able to dissect the, the defense and, and, and find guys and make these incredible plays and finish above the rim. He didn't, you know, he was able to check out of the game with like four minutes left. Yeah. And then we're also looming, you know, him passing Kobe Bryant, uh, with 18 points to go, and it'll be a storybook finish to uh, to do it in Philly in Kobe Bryant's hometown. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's 18 points away, as you say. Uh, next game is Saturday in Philadelphia. Um, any chance that LeBron is thirsty enough to just score 17 in this game and wait to go back to L.A. in order to do it at home where Kobe Bryant won all those rings? Absolutely not. Okay. This guy is, uh, <laughs> he's, he's determined to get the win. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't think that that's his focus. I mean, obviously we'll get the Instagram post, but before that, I mean, I think it's team first and, and moving in the right direction of getting a win. Uh, Philly is still a decent team and, and could, you know, knock them on their back. So they're, they don't want to slow down. And then obviously, you know, a question was asked today about, um, you know, if the Lakers need another third piece and he's like, he gives the political correct answer of saying that I think we have what we have and, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think we need more, but like, obviously I have not, as long as I've been watching LeBron James play basketball, he has not had a strong third. He has not played a season without a strong third option. So yeah. I'm interested to see, um, if, uh, you know, they take some calls, Palinka and them take some calls during uh, February. We have enough right now. But it's not about, you know, competing and worrying about June. It's about worrying about January. And if we continue to get better throughout January and if we move on to February and continue to get better, um, we're a really good team, but we're not a great team yet. And we shouldn't be. We're, we're just now being put together. Um, in September and from September to now we're a better team and if we continue this trend then we'll put ourselves in a position where we can compete for a championship and have a chance and in this league and in sports in general all you want is a chance yeah maybe you try to bring Derek Rose in and and bring him off the bench uh, with a trade or maybe you 
just think Kuzma can develop into that guy by the end of the season. Uh, for the Lakers interior, Dwight Howard got the start. He was great in this one. 14 points, 12 rebounds, 6 offensive rebounds. Anthony Davis in his third game back, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 4 of 9 from the field, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Uh, Lakers shot the lights out. 50% from the field, 50% from deep. Um, the bench was great. KCP hit three three-pointers. He finished with 11 points. Rondo had 10 assists. Kuzma had 16 points, hit a few threes. Jared Dudley knocked down a couple threes, including the launch at the end of the quarter. Um, you know, Lakers just just knocked down shot after shot after shot. The win gives uh, Frank Vogel the head coaching job on Team LeBron in the All-Star game. So that's a nice little uh, reward for, for Vogel and, and the Lakers this year. For the Nets, Torian Prince had 18 points, knocked down three three-pointers, also had four assists and three steals. Karis LeVert was 16 off the bench. Wilson Chandler had 15. Uh, but the uh, the Nets are falling uh, fall a little bit. They're 11-12 and 12 at home. Uh, this season now they had 30 30 assists in the game it was the seventh time this season that happened which is great except now they fall to five and two when that happens five straight losses for Brooklyn since Kyrie came back he missed one of those five straight losses they're one and four with him um, with uh, him missing that last game in Philadelphia and the Lakers on this Grammy trip with one more game Saturday in Philadelphia are three and one and ready to come home All right, Trey, other TNT game from tonight. Mavericks 133, Blazers 125. Dame tried whatever he could to make this a game. It was a blowout for a little bit. He helped them go on an 11-0 run in the third quarter, or I'm sorry, a 15-0 run in the third quarter, all three-pointers, by the way, in order to to bring the Blazers back into this. He tried late. He tried late. He finished with 47 points on 16-28 shooting, 8-15 from deep. He also had 8 assists and 6 rebounds, 108 points in the last two games combined on over 50% shooting, he's hit 19 three. Like, he's just ridiculous right now, Trey. And yet, didn't matter because nobody can stop the Mavericks offense. The defense is broke. It's bad. It's been, <laughs> it's, it's been broke for a very long time. You lose Nurkic, you lose Aminu, you lose Harkless, and then, you know... Lose Collins, you know, you, right? Lose you, Hood. You lose, you, lose, you lose guys that are effective on the perimeter that made them so good last year and the years in the past that they've lost all that, and now they just continue to struggle outside of injuries. They made the acquisition of Trevor Reza, who actually had a solid game tonight, yeah. but just not enough. I mean, you know, he played both ends of the floor. Uh, it was a lot of complaining from the Blazers on, uh, to the refs. Uh, but it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Like the luxury that Dallas has is like four guys that can spread the floor. And that's the luxury where Luka Doncic is able to drive and find guys and, and they're knocking shots down and they're a hard team to beat. And tonight, you know, they, they proved why they got the win. They were up big majority of the night until obviously that run that made it look closer. If you're looking at the box score, but this game was not close at all. And, um, you know, kudos to, to Dallas and what Rick Carlisle is doing with this group. You know, because no one seen this coming and, yeah. and, and it's and it's continued to to get better despite the loss of Dwight Powell. Maybe they bring in a Joe Kim Noah or they try to bring some guys in from the G League or other free agents. But um I think they're gonna continue to uh be a reckoning in the West, just like the Heat are in the East. Yeah, you mentioned Trevor Reza for the Blazers. He had 21 points in his first game with Portland. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, tough night shooting the ball. He did 16 points on 7 of 21 shooting, but did have 11 rebounds and 5 assists. Uh, no CJ McCollum in this game. He missed his third straight game. Gary Trent Jr. had 20 off the bench, hit six three-pointers. Blazers, as, as a team, hit a season-high 21 three-pointers. They shot over 50% from three, but it just wasn't enough because the Mavericks were unstoppable. Mavericks scored uh, scored a 45 points in the first quarter. Seven different Mavericks hit a three-pointer. They went 10 of 16 from deep as a team just in the first quarter alone. Finished with 78 points in the half. 
eighth game this season with at least 70 or more points in the first half. They're seven and one of those games. They can thank Chris Tapps for Zingas. He had 20 points in 25 minutes. Luka Doncic, uh, you mentioned they spread the floor for him, and he just was so good. Uh, 27 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Shot just two of 11 from deep, but was 11 of 25 overall. Uh, Dallas knocked down 20 or more three-pointers for the sixth time this season. They are 6-0 and when that happens. They finished with 22 made threes in this one. Only eight turnovers in the game. Just never really shot themselves in the foot. Uh, more scoring stats for the Mavericks. They put up 45 points in the first quarter, as I mentioned. They are 10-2 and this season when they score at least 40 points in a quarter. It's happened 12 times. Uh, Mavericks have won five of the last six. Blazers have lost three of the last four. Trey, do you think the Blazers will get it together and make that push for the eight seed? No. I mean, it's I just know too that, broken, uh, right? Yeah, at this point, I, you know, I mean, Dame's too much of a competitor to shut it down. Um, Nurk has practiced with the team, but uh, stop the bleeding at this point. It's too many teams that are hungry. Teams are getting better. Teams are, are going to make a push. It's going to be a strong, interesting April. Um, normally, we see this from the East and not the West, but uh, yeah, this might be the first time we see a, a, a team with a losing record go into the playoffs from the West. Yeah, it's good. It's been it's been a while um, for the for the Mavericks. They're now 28 and 16 on the season, just two games behind the Nuggets for the four seed uh, might sneak in and get home court advantage the first round. They've been incredible this year and just continue to pile up monster scoring numbers. All right, Trey, let's get into the news that everybody needs for Friday and the weekend. ESPN, great night Wednesday night with Zion Williamson headlining that Spurs-Pelicans game. Over 2.3 million viewers, uh, it peaked with 2.7 million viewers. Viewership was up 88% compared to last last year's games uh, that were comparable. Um, Did Zion save the ratings? Is everyone in on this? Absolutely, he has. But, I mean, it didn't take to that point. I think that just the attention and the hype that just came along with this kid, probably outside of LeBron James, one of the most exciting basketball players uh, actively in the 2019-2020 season. And, you know, he did not disappoint. I mean, a slow start. And, you know, I mean, I can't wait to see him play again. You know what I mean? To yeah. see what he can do with this unit. It was so crazy because the Pelicans have been broken as well, just like the Blazers. And all of a sudden, Zion's active and everybody's healthy. So, <laughs> um, full squad. And, and hopefully they continue to have full squad and be able to do what they need to do to make a push and just, you know, be that that must-see league pass team that everyone picked early on before the season started. Yeah, and maybe those those nationally televised games will start uh, being worth it, right? Uh, Brandon Ingram has been great, but they've needed they needed that extra punch, and maybe Zion's that. By the way, they play Friday night against Denver. Uh, other news coming from uh, Sam Amick and Jovan Buha of the Athletic: There is unrest in the Clippers locker room, uh, according to the article. Off the court, sources say there are some teammates who have struggled with the organization's pre- preferential treatment um, when it comes to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, this is commonplace, you know, this is, um, this is stuff that happens. Stars get preferential treatment, but there've been some thoughts about maybe not everyone's on the same page. They're not practicing enough. They're not taking that part of it seriously. And we know doc rivers is a guy who, uh, likes to play the long game with that stuff and, and not really waste a lot of energy in practice during the season. Uh, Patrick Beverly, you know, in defense of the team came out, retweeted the article saying fake news, fake, fake, fake news. Uh, Trey, I've heard some of the same things that were that were reported uh, by Jovan and by Sam. I don't know how bad it is in terms of like whether or not it's going to sink their season. But there is a little bit of a weird vibe in that locker room right now. I mean, when you're busting your butt and you're trying to, you know, 
have the same common goal and there's a guy that's that that has certain perks and you're wondering why we're not wondering why but just it gets old after a while because you know guys are banged up guys want to take breaks as well but they don't have that type of luxury and i mean in in Kawhi's defense he's won he's won at a very high level he's he's shown that with him resting his body it's very effective and that it pays off and you know I'm sure when it's all said and done, and if they're all, if they're spraying champagne and having parades in June, we won't never hear the the the, the end of it. You know what I mean? As yeah, far no as, one's gonna care, right? No they, one's yeah. gonna care. You know what I mean? Because D Wade was doing this all the time. He had the best PTO in America. And Kawhi <laughs> Leonard has the second best PTO in America. So when playoffs start, he won't be taking any games off, and he's going to give it his all. But in the meantime. Load that manage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Josh Richardson is out a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury, uh, injured in the first quarter of Wednesday's loss to the Raptors. Uh, he will be reevaluated in two weeks, according to ESPN. And uh, on the uh, on the All the Smoke podcast on Showtime with Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson, Steph Curry said he wanted to go to the Knicks. Said, I wanted to go to New York, and I thought I was going to New York. At the draft in the green room, I was like, oh, get to the eighth spot, and New York can get me. And then he got a call from former Warriors GM Larry Riley and said, we're going to pick you in the seventh spot. Trey, what could have been? Steph in New York. Could have been something a lot better than what happened. Oh, man. They could have. Honestly, they could have. Um, any, any of those 09 guys would have loved to play in New York at the yeah. time. It was a vulnerable time. You know, those guys all looked at it as a big stage, a best opportunity. It's the garden. And and maybe maybe at the time you helped LeBron get there in 2010. You know, I don't think that was ever going to happen, but a lot of people thought he was going there. Surprisingly, they end up taking Jordan Hill. Yeah, Jordan Hill. You know, and no shade to Jordan Hill. I mean, it is what it is, but he he didn't pan out the way that he should have. Yeah. And the Knicks stay crying over players that never, <laughs> they never, they never, they never got, you know I mean? With the what if, and you know, it sucks, but um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's Knicks history, I, right? I, I, I think it's, I think it's now just pouring tequila on a gunshot wound at this point. <laughs> I think so. All right, one more game on the schedule Thursday night. Wizards 124, Cavs 112 in Cleveland. Bradley Beal once again ridiculous, uh, boosting that all-star case for uh, being a reserve this February. 36 points, 8 assists, 15 to 22 from the field, 4 of 8 from deep. Was scoring on everyone and telling everyone they were too small for him. Isaiah Thomas, the only other starter for the Wizards in double figures with 13 points, but Ish Smith and Davis Bertans did have 17 apiece off the bench. Wizards shot 55% from the field, turned it over just 10 times. For the uh, for the Cavs, Colin Sexton, 29 points, 10 of 15 from the field, four boards, four assists, two steals. Larry Nance Jr. gave him 22 and 12 off the bench. Kevin Love had 21 points on 8 of 19 shooting. Uh, Darius Garland, who's been really good as of late, struggled 13 points on 17 shots. Just eight turnovers for the Cavs. Pretty clean game, but maybe just no defense in this one. Cavs lost their sixth straight. Uh, Trey, Bradley Beal, all-star for you? Um... I think he missed a lot of games, so I don't know. I mean, he's in a weird spot, just like Devin Booker on the West, yeah. Where they're playing, they play a very efficient game, and 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 when you think about it, how these guys get blitzed at half court and they have to make decisions, and their teams aren't that strong. Um, I would love to make a nod and say yes for Bradley Bill, but there's other guys that I think that are deserving, like Zach Levine, and you know, um, 
Bam Adebayo and yeah, and 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 guys that didn't get the starter nod that I think that should be recognized this season. Yeah, I think they might ha- they might get some uh, some first time guys and maybe squeeze Bradley Beal out of that one. Let's go to line of the night. We got a few good options here. LeBron had a triple double, 27, 12, and 10 in the win over Brooklyn. Bradley Beal in the win over Cleveland, 36 and 8. Dame 47, 8 and 6 in the loss to Dallas. Luka Doncic 27, 9 and 6 in the win over Portland. Trey, who gets your line of the night? Uh, I'm going to go with Luka. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great in this one. He was absolutely great. I feel bad for Dame. I'm going Dame. I know it's a loss, and we're not supposed to give these to guys who lose. But man, 47, eight and six, and you and you and you weren't really that close. You weren't as close as the final score said. Uh, I just feel bad for him. So he gets a little bit of a win with my line of the night there. That's gonna do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. No dunks, tampering, hoops adjacent, House of Strauss, back to back, Nerder. She wrote all that good stuff. Plus all the team specific shows. Uh, make sure you follow those on the. To get notifications of new episodes. That's all. Thanks for waking up with us. Enjoy the weekend. And Trey, hit me with that sign off. Ding, ding.